Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Hi and welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show, a show designed to give you practical and actionable advice to help improve your leadership skills and deliver the results you want. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode and share it with anyone else you think might find it useful. Well, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Hi and hi and hi and hi and hi and welcome to this week's show. Yes, this week's show is about a very strange topic. You may have never heard of it before. Choices. Choices, choices, choices. We get paid to make choices as leaders, as you all know. And making good decisions in a timely manner is what it's all about. You know, you need to make them big calls sometimes, but you've also got to have some common sense about other things that happen in your day and who should be making the actual calls. So when you actually look at it, who is making the decisions in your organisations and where do they sit? So, spoiler alert, you can't make all the decisions. It's just not possible. And if you can, please send me a postcard to PO Box. No, we don't do postcards anymore. But send me your thoughts because I'd love to know if you make every decision in your organisation from the top to the bottom. Now, if you work for yourself, then that's obviously very easy. But as we know, most organisations have hierarchies. And in hierarchies, we expect decisions to happen. So we all want to know that our decisions are made in a timely manner by the right people. But what does that actually mean? You know, who is doing what and where? And when it comes to the idea of looking at a structure, what do we need to do to make sure that the right people are making the right choices in the right time? Well, let's think about it. Let's break his day up. I would have said, you know, 85% of the day-to-day decisions will not be made with you as managers. Now, if you're saying that's wrong, and, you know, Matt, I do all these decisions, I'm all up for feedback, as you know, then... Maybe you should look at yourself and say, well, am I really managing? Because, you know, if you're in a what you consider a middle management position or a position of leadership and you're making every single decision all the time, you're probably looking at a structure that's wrong or you're working too far down the organisation. I would have said that 15% of the decisions would sit with middle to higher managers in the organisation. And I take that all the way up to your big bosses right at the top. So what does that look like in a practical sense? Well, let's think of it as a triangle. So think of it as a a triangle. And right at the top of your triangle is your high senior leaders, your CEOs. So the smallest part at the top of the triangle are your CEOs. Then in the middle, you've got your middle leadership type people. So you're kind of divisional leaders, cluster leaders. And then a little bit lower than there is your senior teams on site. So these are the people that are your leaders and managers and make the calls on site. And then right at the bottom, Those are the people, the teams individually who are contributing day in and day out. So the main decisions are those, in my opinion, are where we're going to see that 85% of the actual decisions being made. So we think of our decisions in a triangle and you've got this idea of team versus individual contributions and your workforce being split to those numbers, 85% right at the bottom and the rest of the 15 in the other sections. Where do those decisions really 
happen. And I think at the bottom of the triangle, you know, the team and individuals who are contributing, those are the nuts and bolts decisions. Those are the day-to-day tactical level decisions that are made to make sure the place keeps open and keeps functioning. And of course, you've got to have those tactical decisions being made at that level, because as it is, it's tactics. It's at the time. It's not about thinking about the strategy, although the whys obviously make a play into this, but you've got to be making those decisions. When should we start this process up? What product should we be running first? How do we make those decisions? If someone comes in late, how do we cover that position? If someone's in sick, what do we do differently? If a skill's missing, how do we get around it? And that's that kind of lower level decisions that happen all the time. How fast do we run something? How quick can we get that product to the person? How you know do the deliveries go out on time? Those are the things that really happen. Then you go up a level from there, you've got your site, senior leadership team, your SLT. Now these again, very functional based, these are functional operational decisions, but they're higher. They won't be around the minute to minute, they're higher than the hour to hour, but they're still functional. They still need to deliver the service or the product. So it's still about right product and right time, right cost, right quality. But at this level, they're not making those nuts and bolts, minute to minute decisions. They're making that kind of bigger numbers. If you're thinking they're thinking more, maybe the day ahead or the week ahead, that's what the senior team, but very much still around operational, always getting the stuff done, always about delivering it. And then you go to that functional lead. So your leadership's functional. These are your technical supply chain cluster leads, some businesses call them, some are kind of a um, sort of director, some call it, American firms seem to call everything directors, but some call them director level, but they're not really the high directors that you'd used to be in the UK. These are people who are kind of your GM or your ops director level, and these are making that next strategical level. They're thinking month to month, they're thinking maybe year to year, what's the um, what's the um, operational strategies, what's the operational structures going to look like? You know, you're you're going to be looking at how they report up the business. So they're going to be giving reports to the next level up. But a lot of their work is around that um, the talent plan, the way that the place is going to function, the capital um, spend. So again, these people won't be talking about what time this should be going on the line or what, you know, what um, is... Doris doing on that shift. You know, these are the people who are making the next more strategic choices. And then right at the top, these are the senior business leaders. Now, these are definitely going to be people who will be thinking big picture, long-term business direction. What is the um, earnings before tax? You know, you know what are we going to be opening and closing? What new business areas are going to be working into? What does the uh, commercial teams think? What does the marketing look like? You know, all these things will come into that. And that's definitely high level structural decisions and these are the ones who are going to be setting the years to five year plans i mean still have an eye further down the triangle they need to know that the the business is delivering the service it needs to deliver on the cost and the time that it needs to do it but they're not going to be in straight away they're looking out they're looking at what that business should be in the coming years and that's the high level decisions So a couple of points to consider now we've got our triangle and again we'll run through it from the top you've got the you know the senior team then you've got your cluster middle team then you've got your strategic your your senior team on the site and then you've got your teams on the ground well let's have a look at what kills decisions at each of those levels well big decision killers for me is when 
like back to my earlier point, you are trying to make all the decisions yourself. You just can't. You've got to trust the people um, to make those decisions. You've got to give them the empowerment. You've got to give them the coaching. You've got to give them the instructions to be able to make the decisions. They might not make all the right decisions, but better for them to be making decisions on the minute to minute, hour to hour than expecting people further up the triangle to do it. Another killer is to say that you trust people to make the decisions and then don't and always contradict the way that they have made a decision. You know, you've, you've seen them, they'll go, oh, yeah, of course, I, I expect my teams to make the decisions. And then when they make a decision, they go, no, no, you shouldn't have done it that way. Do it this way, you know. And that, that, is the, that is the worst thing that can happen is your teams then next time it gets to that position, they just think, oh, there's no point in making those decisions. And another branch of this is the people who are the superhero complex people. They fly in, fix the issue without really helping the teams understand why the decisions were wrong and then disappear. And that can leave, again, a team um, which will either be paranoid not to make decisions or will just wait for that person to come in. Um, and you also sort of think that you can hear statements in businesses about asking decisions. Is, you know, um, you've got to kind of look at how you make a decision day to day and then reframe it. So if you're a kind of a manager who has always had all the answers, has always been able to make all the decisions and thinks that that's the way it is, really try and reframe um, when somebody comes to to ask you and and if they've come for a decision then why not spin it around and, and ask them well what do you think so if they've come and ask you for the decision just say well what do you think uh, or another one is what would you do in this situation and that starts to get away from the fact that you're making the decisions put it back to them nine out of ten times they'll make the exact right decision themselves they come to me and they'll say matt i think this and that and i'll go well, what do you think do you think it's the right move yeah do you think it fits to the values yeah, does it fit to our strategic aims? Yeah, well, okay, let's do it. And the big picture in this is obviously to move people to, instead of asking, to I intend to statements. So again, if you get people coming and saying, I intend to do this, then you've got a chance to say, well, okay, I've heard that, Let, let's think about it, or that's fine, carry on. And if you don't stop them and they've put I intend to, then you've almost said that's fine. But you don't have to make the decision. The decision is made at the right level of the right people making those decisions. So couple of takeaways then from today you need you don't need to make all the decisions but you need to make sure that the decisions are made at the right level so your choice in this as managers is not to make decisions all the time make the right decisions when you need to but make sure you've got people who can make the right decisions at the right level remember 80% of those decisions are going to be done day in day out at the lower levels so empower the teams to make those decisions make sure that they can be confident that whatever they say and the decisions they make you back uh, you may correct but you make sure you back it uh, and obviously look at the terminology of what do you think you know would what would you do and work into the fact that someone comes to you with a statement of I intend to instead of the normal statement, which obviously seems to read is, um, what do you think, should I do this? And, and that's a real way that we can sort of make that happen inside a business. Okay, well, that's it for Manager Matt this week. And thanks for listening, as always. Um, and I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on this show and any of the other shows you've listened to. So if you can get a chance to give me some feedback, as it's a gift, please send it to managermattpodcast at gmail.com. I answer the emails myself, and would really love to engage on new topics or maybe revisit some of the older stuff I've done. 
And remember, whatever you've learned today, please try to put it into action because you don't get nothing from nothing. And listening to this is only the first step in making better decisions as a manager. Right, well, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.